All right, Ambush, and today we are joined by two members of a psychedelic, funky group out of Toronto who have been making a big waves, making a whole lot of noise. And when I say a whole lot of noise, they've already put two albums, a EP and an upcoming EP in the last two years alone. My goodness, and the sounds, they're even better. They're even better than that work ethic. And of course, we are joined here today by Jay and Mikhail of a group entitled Lampening. How's it going today, Jay and Mikhail? Good. Good. Thanks for the song. <laughs> All right. Appreciate it. No worries. I appreciate having a both of you here today. And like I mentioned, you guys have been doing quite a bit in the last two years so of course the first thing that i would like to kick things off with is exactly how did you two connect mikhail do you want to start us off here yeah so we've both been playing in toronto with various bands we were playing in our respective bands at the time jay actually played in a bunch of bands I was playing in this one band called Guitar. That's not a joke name. That was the name of the band. And we played a show together, and I just really love Jay's drumming. You know, I'm always on the lookout for it. You know, sounds that I like, styles that I like, all that kind of stuff. And, and I, I was just like, man, this guy, something about his drumming about the energy, about the, the way he stays in the pocket. I just really loved it. You know, there's not a lot of drummers that, that I see that in. So we just chopped it up after the show. I introduced myself to him and, and uh, we became friends. And we talked about music for a while. And then at one point I'm like, why don't we do something together? Why don't we do a project together? And Jay was down and... You know, I think it took us like maybe three, four years to actually put something together. But once we did, we just started working. And yeah, it's basically how it happened. Okay. So this has been a little bit of a time that this project has been building for then. Yeah. Like it just the ideas part of it took a while. And, you know, he helped me record some stuff that I was doing with my solo project. But as far as like lamping proper, we only really began in like, I would say 2019. Maybe late 2019. And then by February 2020, we already had like our first deal with the Sony records. So it just started happening quick. And then that summer we put out our first LP and and I was like, this is good. People like the people like the stuff. Let's just keep going. And that's where the work rate is. It's just kind of there's an opportunity to make some cool stuff. Why not do it while we have the time? Absolutely. All right. So Mikhail actually just mentioned Jay that you were helping him with recording some of his own solo projects. And of course, in the last two years, it's uh, 
been a little difficult to get into the studio to maybe get a full band together to record. So did you have quite a big hand in sort of putting all of these sounds together? Did you guys go somewhere else? Uh, What was the recording process been like for some of these albums, these EPs here, Jay? Uh, (laughs) Well, I mean, this is kind of more, Mikhail could probably fill in the blanks of, basically the way we've worked as a band has been like, different than I guess a lot of other bands because we wanted to be a band. We were excited to be a band. We played a show. We were all ready. And then COVID hit. So we had to figure out how to be a band not being a band. And But it's worked out kind of amazing for us. I feel like the way we work, and again, I probably Mikhail can, because he's more on the, the other side of like recording it, but we have a lot of ideas and it really works that we can put them in a blender and because of the way it was fragmented, it didn't mess up our work rate at all. If anything, it was more of a focus to do more. I think, I think maybe if we had been doing shows and playing and, and, you know, on that thing, we probably wouldn't have been working as fast just because the pause, I think allowed it to produce more material. And for us, I feel like we work really well in that kind of thing. Like, I don't think this band ever has any shortage of ideas and there's a real kind of like, you know, throw spaghetti against the wall. Like, you know, like they tell you in school, like there's no bad idea. And, but I think that idea that really works in this band. Like if it doesn't work, you can just erase it or it's not, you know, but like, and also with with one of our members, Matt Aldred, like he's writing songs. So I think, and you know, and there's some Mikhail is like, I would say the, you know, obviously the the main contributor and a huge part of that pie. But you know, I some things I was doing is yeah, you know, I, I really loved hip 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 hop and samples, and I would find stuff, send it to Mikhail. It's like you send somebody an ingredient and then a cake comes back and you were like, Oh, that's interesting. I wasn't expecting it to taste like that. It tastes better than I thought it would. And then Matt Aldred has been writing ideas. So I think the cool thing is that we've, even though there's like, there's a principal purpose and song, you know, structure of songwriter with Mikhail, I think everybody gets to throw it in. So again, back to your point, having no shows that allowed us to actually kind of explore more of that road where maybe we would have just been like writing, like jam out a song, record it, play in a space, make sure it's live. This idea, we were just like, we were performing to the, in like we were reporting, recording. Sorry, my point being, we were performing to the machines. Like that was our audience, <laughs> and then we put us up. I don't know, Mikhail. Does that make sense? Is that yeah? That's <laughs> yeah. basically it. You know, in terms of like logistics of how it comes together, you know. I have some song ideas. Jay has some song ideas. Matt has some song ideas. And, uh, you know, we usually send each other maybe like a little demo. And then either I or Matt will build on top of it in their home studio. And then I usually mix the final product together. But yeah, having like two home studios, essentially, like me having one and Matt having one, it allows us to do most of the stuff in the songs ourselves. And then 
once that's kind of done, fully done, then we get Jay on board and he lays the drum tracks down. But that that we have to go to like a separate studio for because I, I really think the drum sound is so important to our band that you know it's 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 not as easy recording drums in my experience as it is recording like vocals and, and guitars and organs and stuff. So we rent out a studio and we do just a day of drums. And then yeah, and that's basically how we've done it this this pandemic. I, I would imagine if you're a band that's very focused on recording at a particular studio outside of your house. This was a rough time in terms of the creative process. For us, it actually kind of sped things up, like uh, like Jay said. Gave you some more extra time at home, gave you, a, like you mentioned, with the studios at home, you can get those ideas, the ingredients, as Jay put it, together so that you, the, uh, the mad chef there, the mixer, can put it all together, bake that cake, and put some nice lyrics on top of it. You got it, yeah. Hey, all right, all right. And of course, we're mentioning a, or we're here today to talk about an upcoming EP here. So, of course, I want to say with the stars we lost, is that pretty much the exact way that it all came together? The ingredients were put down, and then you just basically mixed it together there? Stars we lost. It came, uh, yeah, it came together in, 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 the, in a creative sense. It came, it came together that way. But in terms of the logistics of this album even coming out, Jay is, you know, was acquainted. I think, I think he might have even been friends uh, with Eric, who runs the label that we're putting it out on. Mm-hmm. And we've always, you know, been interested in doing something with that label and we always knew that uh, that Eric was into the band, but we were just like, okay, if, if you know, if he if he wants to do a record one day, let's do a record. And uh, thankfully, he was interested, and he hit us up, and uh, you know, it was like, do you guys want to do something? And uh, we had some song ideas, like like Jay said, they're always they're always around. You know, we're always passing stuff to each other. And this was, a, you know, an opportunity that I thought was cool to uh, to do a little EP for, for, his, for his label. And that's basically how, how it came together. I think maybe like four months, like five months ago, Jay, when did the whole thing start? Yeah, I think Eric, Eric is Warner, who's someone I've known, I like. I don't know, almost 20, I've known him for about almost 20 years. He, uh, we mutually knew each other. Obviously he, when he was really young, he was promoting a lot of shows in Toronto. Like, and I'm talking like, like 16, 17. And he was kind of like a wonder kid, like, just like, just a scene guy. And he kind of like focused more into doing a label. He hit me up. He just was like, I really, when the first album came out and he's like, I really like what you guys are doing. And uh, from there, it just kind of spawned, all right, maybe we'll work together. So I think in like, he reached out, uh, I want to say in like maybe April and by June or July, like we had 
we had agreed that we were going to do this. It's kind of a cool thing too, because it's when Mikhail and I were talking about the band, it was weirdly like we had kind of manifested, like, wouldn't it be cool to just put stuff out all the time? And I've always been a fan, even though we, I don't think we're, you know, like any of these bands or like the scene, but stylistically, but a lot of punk and garage bands, what I've always really loved is that the, the output is just continuous. Like they'll put out an album, a single, and they'll do it all on different labels. They'll do two or seven inches. They'll just do things to do them. And for me, you know, all the bands I've been in, obviously they're amazing. That has never been like a work rate that has ever been factored in kind of thing. So it's kind of funny, even before we started, one thing we always were like was like, that'd be amazing if we could put out stuff all the time. And weirdly, it's just happened that like we haven't actually, it hasn't been by design. It's just like, it's been working out that this thing we wanted to do of continuously putting out good stuff has happened. So it's been kind of nice. So yeah, so that's like, that's how it went down. And and Eric was like, I'd love to do an EP. And it was kind of almost in a weird way, like I made to order, like, you know, dear labels, we'll give you a record. Just contact us. We'll make it for you. I like that though. It was kind of like, here's your, okay, this is what I want. Do it and give it back. It's like, it's kind of neat being in a band where it's just like, you know, you're not like, we wrote a bunch of songs in the space. And then we go road test them and then we come back and record them, which is amazing. It's great. I don't I think there's anything wrong with that. It's just cool that we're doing it in kind of a different way. So, yeah, thanks a lot to Eric. And it's amazing working with him. And he's been really awesome and just super easy to work with. And, you know, it's cool to be on a label like that where it's, you know, Eric's tastes are that whole label, you know, and that's what a good label should be because he's just reissuing stuff and putting out new stuff. And it's, it's just a kind of amazing splatter shot of you, you get to see someone's taste <laughs> as a label, which they all, I think all labels should be in a way, you know, but anyways, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And I love how you put it there too, where it's sort of the process changed. So maybe it almost made things a little bit new again after you guys have been working inside of the music industry for so long. Right. Yeah. I think every band and every project is, is a different, like every relationship you're in is different. It has a different dynamic, different set of. So every, I think project you're in, it's the same thing. Like some things are, they work this way. Some things like it just naturally, that's the best way they should work. I don't know. Like, yeah, it's cool. I like it. I don't think there's any rules. There shouldn't be any rules. That's why, that's why music is fun. <laughs> mm-hmm, absolutely. Absolutely. And like you mentioned, it's why not be able to release one album on one label and go elsewhere and do your own thing. And one thing that I love about this whole process of doing your own thing is the fact that you guys, no matter where you released the music, is you've also sort of made sure to just do exactly that. You sort of had vinyl with uh, every release that you've done so far, which I really love. So, Mikhail, is that sort of something that the band focused on is you wanted to make this sort of thing or is it just the that opportunity has always arose uh i think part of it so far has been that when we originally you know had our first record finished we didn't really have anybody on board and i just sent it to a few labels that you know i thought would be interested and the labels that I sent it to primarily were like psych rock and stoner rock labels. 
And that genre, from what I understand, it's like vinyl is a big deal within that niche market. So it's not, it's not like we're particularly, you know, sought it out. I mean, I, I was a DJ, you know, in my teens and stuff. So vinyl was always a big part of my life. So it's it's really cool. I I really I really like that we have that we have a physical product, but it's not something that we necessarily sought out. But to be honest, is is just now it's like part of our whole thing. Part of our you know we're always going to have records. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, no, we're we're happy with that and. Uh, and I think we're going to keep going with the vinyl thing. I don't think we're going to like put put an album out that's not going to be on vinyl. You know what I mean? Hey, well, I'm uh, look forward to adding some of those to my own collection because as soon as I saw that that's what you guys had, it was like, ooh, uh, I'm in that stoner rock crowd, so I understand the uh, the importance of vinyl inside of that scene. So Perfect. very nice. <laughs> All right, and of course we've been talking about this upcoming EP, and we have had a one taste of it so far with a single entitled Everlasting More. So, of course, I want to dive into this single, sort of what it means to the group, what you were trying to capture. So, of course, with Mikhail being the chief lyricist, I would love to know, first off, first most, what energy were you trying to capture inside of this track? You know, the I think the energy of the song is, it, it, you know, it's the music part of it. The lyrics are not necessarily something that is, uh, you know, I wanted to like have an energy in the lyrics, but the music brought out the lyrics. So the, the you know, it's it's a it's a frantic kind of song. You know, noise, suicide, like these these types of comps have been made um, for the song. You know, I see some of that, but it's like once the song hits, once the once once the main riff starts after the intro, it's just like it just keeps going, 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 and the stream of consciousness type lyrics that I put on it. I think reflect that that motion of the song. I just wanted to, you know, I, I wanted for the sound of it and for the lyrics of it to just go, go, go from the from the beginning to the end. Yeah, so that's that's it just kind of I mean, none of the stuff that we do is really that uh, strategic in terms of the songwriting. Like Jay said, we just have a bunch of ingredients and then stuff kind of comes out of it. And the same thing with with this song. You know what I mean? I just started on this little riff. I recorded it. And then one night, you know, I didn't have lyrics for it for a long time. And then one night, as soon as the first line hit, the whole song hit. Okay. And then so for that first line, you're talking about somebody like that boom bap somebody dancing type of thing breaking it down so is this something that you actually like what inspired that first line then yeah so i i live near this parquette and i take my daughter there she's she's like two and a half so i take her there to you know go on the swing and stuff 
And we went there in the afternoon and, and there's like a little gazebo part of the parquet. And there was just a guy with a little boom box by himself at like, you know, 1 PM, nobody around. And he's just break dancing, like pop and lock into this, to this uh, instrumental that he's, he's blasting on this boom box. And it's just, I was, I never saw it. Like, it's just a cool image. You know what I mean? And where I live right now, like we're, we're, you know, in the, in the North of Toronto. So we're not even downtown like we used to be. So it's really like, there's nobody around. You know what I mean? There's a few houses here and there, but it's pretty deserted. So to have some guy who made a conscious decision to like lug a boombox from wherever he was living to this little parquet and then just kill it in this gazebo. I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta start a song with this, you know? Yeah. So that was something that really sparked it off. Yeah. Oh, that's dedication, right? You could have just went in your went and danced in your kitchen, your living room, but nah, man, this gazebo's the spot. I don't care who's there, what's going on. This is just this is my vibe. That's right. Ah, uh, I love it, and I love the vibe of the song as well. And of course, you mentioned it as a uh, the feels kind of hectic, and I love how it starts with that intro. And then sort of picks up and goes into that movement, like you said. So, uh, Jay, what are your feelings on this song here? What are your uh, for this everlasting more? Uh, my feelings on the song. I don't know. It's good. I, this is how much I don't like I'm I love. Lyric. I'm not a big lyrics guy, like meaning when I listen to a song. There's some people like oh, I have to hear what's being said. It's like probably the I like how it's said. What's being said is usually the last thing I come to, not just not by design, just how my brain works. So when I first heard it, I'm like, oh, this is really catchy. And I was, I didn't, I actually didn't know what was being said until I read the press release the first time, which was great. Cause I didn't know what I, I didn't know Mikhail was actually saying gazebo. Cause he says it like gazebo. And I was like, what? But it was even better that I didn't know. Cause I'm really, like, I love when I listen to a song, and I think I know what it sounds like. And it's like completely way off from what's being written. But it's 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 the phrasing which makes it catchy. So to me, you know, if I want to listen to like, you know, I'll listen to Leonard Cohen or you know, like if I want a story kind of thing. But with most songs, it's like, I just want to hear the phrasing. And then when you go back to it, it's like, oh, these lyrics are really great. And so that that was my thing. And Mikhail's always been really good at like phrasing you know, and it, and it works really well with us because what we have is, is is a combination of the absolutely banging instrumentals and and also the genius of Leonard Cohen in the lyrics. So yeah, yeah, that's how we are. We're Leonard you Cohen. Combine, when you combine them, you, you get the total package. Yeah. It's like if Gordon Lightfoot, you know, <laughs> Gordon Lightfoot threw down. That's what we're about. You know, <laughs> the record the Edmund Fitzgerald Pete Rock remix is that's that's our wow thing. that's the next project right there perfect that's where it's at I, I think that's the next wave of in music right there yep. yeah okay I, I want all checks made out to me for that <laughs> uh is, I give all credit to Jay but either way I I think it would sound good I mean I'm down for it yeah for sure, for sure. I'm pretty sure it already exists. If you think of it, someone's already thought of it. 
So. Somewhere. I mean, I've heard Chrono cr Trigger music mixed with Jay-Z before, so I mean, everything's out there, right? Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> you gotta know how to see the idea properly. That's it. Exactly. All right. So you mentioned there that uh, with everything that uh, you started sort of as the live band and then of course everything sort of shut down after you finally got to that stage. So I want to know what has the return to live sort of been like since you guys had that opportunity briefly there in 2021? Our one show. <laughs> Which then added to the two shows we've played. <laughs> so we played one show in and and we actually we didn't start off as a live band. We started off as just me and Jay doing studio stuff. So when Bad Boys of Comedy, our first record came out, we did one show by that point. Then that was in February 2020. Then in March, the pandemic hit. And then we came back with a show last year, 2021, in November. And we were supposed to have a show next Saturday. So we would have had three shows and we had two shows. And then this show coming up, I don't know when it's going to be rescheduled to, but yeah, we only, we only, we only played twice so far as a band. <laughs> so that's still new and exciting, our live presentation, you know? So it's yeah. still, it's kind of the opposite. It's like, I feel like we're, like a major label band that's been assembled and now we have to figure out like you know we're like a pop act now we got to figure out how to do our live show properly yeah no i mean it, it's, it's been good it's like it's fun it's like it's actually kind of fun that we haven't even really scraped the surf even though we've will now have put out three records we have like and i think our live show is good and it's only going to get better so it's actually been kind of fun that like we haven't even it's still there's a, lot of, there's a lot of choreography too happening. Yeah, exactly. Uh, a lot of uh, synchronized dance steps. We get out of breath really quickly. It's probably That's twelve. You lip sync. That's what all the pros do. They don't sing live. That's why. <laughs> That's what. That's what's gonna happen. That's the plan. <laughs> you guys just do the. Oh, we're gonna play our full record this show. Drop the needle. <laughs> oh like and then walk away just have this oh okay i thought like we just like play the record and then like the, the stage is just that'd be even better <laughs> we're gonna play i can't i i know someone who actually i will talk about there was someone did that as a guy and it was like one of the greatest things i've ever heard of like we're gonna go we're gonna do a, a rent we're gonna play john coltrane's live in seattle and then this group the sun city girls did it and then they had a record player on stage and they literally had the John Coltrane, thinking that they were going to do an interpretation of it, and then they just played John Coltrane's Live in Seattle on stage, which I thought was, like, the best move of all time. That, I mean, that's pretty much A+. plus. What else? What, yeah. what do you follow it with? No, nothing, nothing. I think there's no more live music after it. What, what, it's all been done after that. Question for you, Jay. Did they have to come back on stage and flip it on side B? Yeah, I think that did happen. I think yeah. people, I don't know the whole. I mean, I'm paraphrasing. I just heard that they had pulled this as a move once live, and I was like, <laughs> "My goodness, incredible, incredible!" Anyways, 
Well, yeah, but yeah, we're excited to play live again. And again, like it's something that I don't think we've, we have a great band, Matt Aldridge and Scott Hannigan, and we're going to be adding some more members. So the Sonic presentation will be bigger. It's just kind of fun that we haven't even, because of the stop and starting of the pandemic, we haven't even really gotten into, like we have a show mode, but I know where it can go. So that's even more exciting. Like on top of making records, it's like, oh, this is going to be this other thing that's there. So be good. Nice. So once that fully comes to form, the you guys are going to be ready to go. High kicks, all of the ooh and sync and everything, and it's going to be a time. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> all right. Well, I have had a time. I have had a blast diving behind this upcoming EP with Stars We Lost. This is a new song with Everlasting More, and I want to thank both UJ and Mikhail for joining us here today on the Desert Tiger Podcast. Thanks a lot, man. We, we appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. It was a lot of fun. I had a good time. And Bush, you can go ahead and find a Lampings, a new EP, The Stars We Lost, right now. Over on your favorite music streaming service, when you're there, not just are you going to listen to that amazing song, Everlasting More, not only are you going to listen to this EP front to back, but you should also go ahead and hit the follow button and follow this band on your favorite social media as well so you can stay up to date with upcoming music, concert dates, and anything else that is going on inside of the incredible world of Lamping. And with that, I need to thank Mikhail and Jay for joining us here today on this episode of the show. I need to thank Chad from over at Nice Marmot PR for setting today's interview up. And I need to thank German from YPEditor.com for making it all sound so good. Of course, last but not least, we need to thank you, the Am Jam, the Am Bush, the life's blood of the podcast, because we couldn't do it without you. And we're so thankful for you. And if you have yet... To join up with the AM, it's as easy as subscribing to the DTP, and you can also help us by sharing today's interview, giving us a five-star review, and by heading to our web store over at www.deserttiger.shop to cop yourself something to support and represent the show everywhere that you go. Ooh, it's that easy. Yes, you know what else could be easy? You going out, finding your roar, and then letting it out into the world ah yeah let them know and until next time ambush bye-bye the desert tiger podcast